Hello, I am Anderson Cowan, and I have got a movie to make. And this is I've got a movie to make week 111 of 116 weeks, uh, and I got updates. Uh, I am moving. I'm moving away, uh, but not too far away. Uh, if, if you recall, if you've been listening to the to this since the beginning, or if uh, you recall or you remember, the whole point of this thing was I had uh, 116 weeks to get my. Uh, stuff together and uh, figure out the next movie and how to uh, generate income from said movie or from production in general uh, or else the, the the plan was, the agreement was that we would be moving out of state. And I talked a little bit about this uh, recently on this show, uh, how much has changed since that uh, initial plan. I was game. I was ready to move to uh, I don't know where we would have gone. There was all sorts of different places. We were looking at, you know, I'm not even going to get into it because it's not, it doesn't matter. But we were going to move out of state. We're going to move far away to a small, quaint, idealistic town and, uh, you know, give Atticus a completely different experience than what uh, his mom and, and I uh, grew up in, which was the city, uh, L.A., Los Angeles. And uh, I was uh, prepared and willing to do that for the, the benefit of Atticus and the benefit of our family at, at large. Um, and I, and I, honestly, it was not that hard of a decision to agree to because of the way the world is now. I could have continued doing my shows. I would have missed, uh, Tyler, Mike and Brian and Greg quite a bit, but, uh, and my friends in, out here, but you know, I would have been able to continue doing those, uh, virtually, uh, even before the pandemic. I mean, people, uh, most podcasts I'd say that exist out there, whether they're good or bad are from people doing it from their, their homes. So I knew that I could continue doing those shows, which generates uh, most of my income at the moment. And I could probably, uh, you know, pick up a camera and get some local work and, and do stuff that I was planning on doing out here and could even continue um, uh, the momentum with, with the movie, even though I lived out of state. But all of that is moot because, uh, as I reported a while ago, um, Jillian, my wife, has since got a uh, much more stable position, a, a, a much more desirable position, I guess, with the county, Los Angeles County, as a social worker, including, uh, you know, retirement plan and uh, pension and uh, all that stuff that she would have to give up if we were to just, uh, if she were to quit. So that comes into play. Um, and then that, that COVID thing, which has affected so many of us, some, some of us much more, um, much more drastically than others, obviously, people have lost loved ones. Uh, fortunately, to, to date, we have uh, known people that have, have um, died, but we, we haven't, and no family member. I don't even know why I'd bring that up, put that out in the universe. Anyways, um, so that was not uh, in play, obviously, when I began this feed. You never, the one constant in life, as I continue to try and remind myself, is change. You never know what's going to happen next. The only thing that stays the same is that there will be change. So, uh, I would have gone about this differently, probably. The 116 weeks would not have uh, come into play. However, it is kind of working out so that there is something that's going to happen right at the 116-week mark. And it looks like, most likely, we will be moving into a, a new neighborhood and a new house. Uh, also, still in the Los Angeles area, but uh, move, the, the move is imminent. It's about five, six weeks away. It will probably happen right as this feed ends. Um, and it's it's good and bad. It's it's bad because <laughs> I guess it's not bad in, in any respect. It's good because the wife really has wanted to do this for a long, long time. I uh, going to uh, talking about that, that the way I live my life part of it. 
Uh, let's get to that. I would have probably been one of those people that just continued to rent because I, I live my life month by month, month by month. I look at my life month by month. I don't think too far into the future. I've been much better at that since having a, a child that I'm responsible for. So I'm always thinking about his future, but I still have a tendency to like go, okay, well, this works this week. Let's just continue the momentum and I don't have like a five-year plan which I absolutely should my wife is the exact opposite she's the exact opposite of me in so many ways um, including that way so she has been wanting to buy a house for quite some time we we initially set out to do so way back in like 2012 I think was when we first started looking and then things fell apart and things weren't right and uh, as many of you know, I had a long-term lease, which is up at the end of this month. So we've been looking for houses for the last uh, six weeks now, and it's been brutal. Uh, anyone who's been buy- trying to buy a house, you know, I don't have to tell you, but especially here in the Southern California area, uh, you know, we've just been completely outbid by insane people who have no qualms at all about overpaying for houses. And when I say overpaying, I don't mean like paying above uh, our our budget, but like looking at a house that is um, being uh, praised by the bank to be one price, and uh, the people that have outbid us say, "Yeah, we don't care that you're appraising it for two hundred thousand dollars, one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand dollars under what we're willing to pay." And the way it works is the bank won't give you a loan if they think that the house is worth only X amount of dollars, and you're asking for a loan for more than that because they don't think the house is worth that. And people are saying, "We'll just cover it with cash," and we are not those people. Obviously, I don't know about obviously. But that is the case. We are not those people. First and foremost, we're not foolish. We don't want to spend, uh, you know, a a big giant chunk of of cash for something that's not worth what what they say it's worth. So we just there's been 20, 25 offers for every house that we put an offer in. Well, that changed. I don't know if it slipped through the cracks. They didn't do a great job of marketing this house, but it's the it's my wife's favorite house that we've looked at out of the thirty plus houses that we've actually toured, and so she is very happy. I it's a fine house. It's not a house that. Um, I would have necessarily. I'm I'm very happy that she's happy and that it's a, it's a turnkey house and very few upgrades. I was hoping for an older beater house that we could like do our own thing and have projects and put in our own stuff. But I know there's a bunch of downs downside to that, a bunch of cons with that as well. So this is the cutest, quaintest little, prettiest, like a little like English like cottage type house out here in LA. The type of house that would go for uh, about 150000 most parts of the country, but that's not the case here. Uh, so it's it's going to cost quite a bit. And it's 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 good, though, because it's, it's going to give us some stability uh, and something for Atticus. You know, we're paying into something for Atticus's future. So it is the right move, uh, without a doubt. Uh, and it's also good because I felt very weird about moving forward with this and accelerating anything, even though time was... It's, it's difficult to find the, the needed time for this project and doing it the proper way, which uh, takes a, you know, a lot of um, planning, which I've been doing, but I have not like really accelerated the process because of the timing of the house. And I, it, I knew it uh, with the lease being up here soon that we were going to be looking for a house. I, I knew this months ago that we'd be starting to look for a house and bidding on houses. And it would have felt really weird raising money from investors uh, publicly, uh, at the same time as trying to uh, buy a house, I maybe I was overthinking it. 
they are completely mutually exclusive. One is a business and the other is, you know, a, a personal thing. But I, it just would have felt weird, like saying, hey, uh, can, uh, we're trying to raise money. Do you have any money for this movie? Also, uh, you'll hear me talking about moving into a brand new house. Actually, there's no such thing as a brand new house out here because they don't build new houses anymore. So it's an old house built in the 50s, but it's a new house to us. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm getting at is, hey, that ship has sailed. The house is done. Deal. Now I can move on without any kind of overthinking things and feeling guilt. And the way that I'm going to be doing it is through investors. And I continue to um, learn about things. Uh, I just got a text from the, the real estate agent. The appraisal was just today. And this concerns me because every time I get a text from her, I think something bad's going to happen. Oh, that's good. She's, she loves our house. Our realtor hadn't seen it. Um, we, we saw it with one of her associates and so our, our realtor this is all boring to you but she went to the to the house for the appraisal today uh, without us and this is the first time our realtor had actually been inside the, our, our new home uh, which is not new it's 1950s but uh, she just sent us a text saying that she loves the house which is nice to nice to hear from somebody who's in the business so I guess we did good what I was saying is I think this one fell through the cracks it, it, there was only one other person that uh, overbid us on this one which was rare it never happened before and our realtor is so good that she got us uh chosen what, what it is is there'll be like four or five sometimes ten uh really high bids and then the seller will offer them counters and they they will say hey if you want to be the chosen one to buy this house you have to uh, make a better better offer than what you initially did and that happened with us but we said we're not offering any more money because we can't um and the other bidder was bidding $45,000 more than we were, but for whatever reason, and I don't know how she did it, but our realtor got the seller to choose us, uh, wrote a letter, you know, talking about how much we love the house and about our family and about what we do. So maybe that went a long way. I don't know. $45,000 is $45,000 and we weren't able to go up any higher, so we couldn't compete financially, but that's not the point of what I'm talking about. Point is, point is this, um, I'm getting into the nitty gritty and um, really doing my homework and reading and writing uh, just about every day uh, for this project. And what uh, is what I was talking about earlier is are these PPMs? They're called private placement memorandums, and they, they have them across the board for any kind of investment. Whether you're trying to raise capital for a startup uh, application, like in, in the in the tech world, or if you're you know starting a, a new Italian restaurant down the, on the corner, uh, if you're raising capital, if you're raising investment money from investors, uh, you can't do so publicly and advertise and, and have a big mouth about it like I do. Uh, without having certain things in place. And this is for the public's protection. And uh, these are all things that I was not aware of. Some of you listening might be aware of these things, but I was not. Uh, and it, a lot of it stems from the, the market crash and from uh, things that happened um, you know, a century or at least decades uh, prior to here. And, and rules and regulations were put in place to protect the public because there's a lot of shysters out there who were raising money and making uh, ridiculous claims and promises, uh, none of which they ever thought that they would uh, fulfill just to get their hands on the money. And as you would imagine, a lot of people raised a ton of money back in the day and, and just fled. So uh, protections were put in place. And these protections involved um, making sure that you couldn't, you weren't asking people uh, who weren't considered accredited. They weren't accredited investors. Uh, unaccredited investors are not allowed to be um, targeted uh, to uh, invest in your project. In this case, it's a film 
uh, or a film production company that will be established just for this one film. Um, unless they were accredited and to be accredited, you needed to be a big boy. You needed to have $200,000. You needed to make $200,000 a year or uh, be worth at least a million dollars a year. Uh, I mean, a million dollars in total. So it's good and bad. It protects uh, the little guy. But at the same time, the little guy was not able to compete and even make, you know, uh, simple like investments and trades and, and, and do the stock market. I, I, there was a time not too long ago where that was only for the, the very, very wealthy. And it, it's a good way to make money is obviously as investments. And it was uh, kind of set aside only for the wealthiest in the country. Sound familiar? I mean, that's kind of the way a lot of the initial system was set up. But that's changing, especially with, uh, you know, technologies and, and crowdfunding and the Internet and, and word of, uh, the, the way to get the word out there. So what has happened uh, in recent uh, years is the Jobs Act, uh, in particular Title III, which I talked about a little bit. And uh, now it allows you to uh reach out to unaccredited investors um people who make less than two hundred thousand dollars a year and there's still uh, parameters in place uh you're only allowed to invest uh, up to two thousand dollars or five percent um of your uh annual income which i would never feel comfortable ask, asking anyone for five percent of their annual income anyways to begin with uh but uh, the PPM, which I keep referring to, which is the private placement memorandum, is something that costs upwards of fifteen dollars to $20,000 to have a lawyer put together for you. But there's plenty of workarounds. Uh, it just takes a lot of elbow grease and rolling up your sleeves and, and, and doing it yourself and then paying an, uh, a lawyer to entertainment lawyer uh, to over, to look, look it over and make sure that it's all good to go. Otherwise, you can get in big, big trouble. trouble. Another way. Uh, it, you being me uh, in raising money. Another way that you could uh, ask public for investments uh, is to register uh, your security with the uh, SEC, uh, which costs upwards of $50,000 or more, and it's extremely complicated. And uh, obviously, that's not a route that I, I, I don't need to be dealing with the Securities and Exchange Commission uh, to make a movie. I didn't think that I, I never dreamt when I was in film school that I'd be dealing with this, this much uh, legal mumbo jumbo and, and laws. Um, but here I am. And like I said, I'm, I'm going to be a better a producer on my own stuff, if not other stuff as well. I should know all of this stuff. And honestly, it seems intimidated and very complicated. Uh, yet once you do it a little digging, uh, not so much. Uh, I talked a little bit about last week about how every time I'd, I'd sit down to learn more stuff, it, it made me feel like I, I knew less. That's I'm starting to uh, come down the other side, uh, even more so. Uh, the the section that was I'm taking a, a course, and the section that I got. Um, this week it's a 10-week course this week's section was all about distribution and i gotta say 90 percent of that lesson i was already well aware of so i felt pretty good about myself i'm starting to come into things where it's stuff that i already knew and i'm just learning more even more about it so i'm going to be better uh all the better for it uh so there's tax incentives i talked a little bit about that um which i'm going to be putting into the film business plan which is separate from the ppm um and to remind you with ppm i don't know if you're going to need to know any of this stuff this isn't a class i'm just letting you know what i'm I'm learning but the private placement memorandum is just it's it's realistic roi like realistic projections on your possible return of investment or whoever's investing in the film and uh, it shows all of the worst case scenarios so that Whoever invests can't turn around and say, hey, you promised that it was going to be a success because a lot of these things aren't. A lot of businesses aren't, especially independent films. Most independent. I think it's something insane, like 
20 i don't i don't want to i don't want to speak out of turn but a a small percentage a minority of independent films actually turn a profit and i'm totally upfront with that i'm going to be completely upfront about with that hopefully with my amount of investment and involvement and uh, my what i bring to the table i i will be the exception to the rule uh but who knows i feel like it probably most filmmakers feel that way but i can tell you from experience and looking at uh, filmmakers around me a lot of uh independent filmmakers have a lot of passion uh myself included with the first one uh, but they're not really thinking about audience because they're more concerned about the art and being artistic and not selling out, which I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm, I'm experiencing all of that firsthand. I've been through that and I am, I'm much more, dare I say savvy, um, this time around. So that's where I'm at. Uh, and then finally, actually, you know what? Next week I'll talk about the two different types of investors and how, uh, most likely in all likelihood, I will be using a mixture of uh, the two. And uh, I will let you go because I've been babbling uh, here, but I've not talked about the, uh, the big house uh, buying uh, development in my, in my life on any of the shows. I did it here first because this is the only place where I am completely uh, myself and open and honest and uh, who I am. So next week I'll be talking a little bit about active investors versus passive investors and how I will probably be going after both Woo! and i can tell you that i'm probably realistically pretty close to the five week mark which is how much longer this feed has from launching the actual uh investment uh round uh so uh yeah when this one uh, ends it will be the end of this feed uh but it will be the end of this portion of the process. There will be other portions of the process, so I can imagine a world where this uh, doesn't morph into something else. So thank you very much. Hope you have a great weekend. Uh, this is a day late. It's because uh, I don't. I don't have an excuse other than I just didn't have time to do it yesterday. Truth be told, my God, seventeen minutes is too many. Too many minutes, Anderson. All right. Also, I I talked about uh, Free Guy because I got to continue talking about movies and watching them. I can't let the foot off the gas. There, Free Guy. Um, Uh, I'll put a link to the YouTube video uh, down below. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.